I'm Cynthia James, and this network is about changing lives one woman at a time. Hello, and welcome to Women Awakening. I am your host, Cynthia James. I get the honor of introducing you to extraordinary women that inspire me. This is what I believe, that women are emerging on this planet. It is our time to bring our gifts, to shine, to change this world one woman at a time, to change families and neighborhoods and communities and politics one woman at a time. And so by me introducing you to these women, you get to see possibility because they are ordinary women doing extraordinary things because their mindset is there. So today I wanna introduce you to someone that inspires me greatly. Her name is Liz Winling. She's a nationally recognized speaker, sales consultant, author of six books. Her two most recent are The Heart of Authentic Selling and Sell Without Selling Your Soul. We are definitely gonna talk about that. Liz is driven by the mantra, it's not what you sell, it's how you sell that matters. She has coached thousands of professionals, including me, to build solid business skills, develop a success mindset, and exceed their sales expectations and prosper in any economy. She uh, was the sales expert in uh, Academy of Women Emerging for three years and life-changing, game-changing for our women. Liz, thank you so much for being here. So delighted to see you and be here. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I, I want to, first of all, I want to get into sales, but I want to talk about you and where you came from. You know, I mean, people think that successful people just sort of popped into this way of being. <laughs> where did you come from? What kind of family, what kind of background? Oh, hardly an overnight success. Well, the background I came from was I'll call it dysfunctional like everyone else. But I I had a dad that chirped in my ear for many, many, many years, maybe until 10 years ago when I finally stopped listening to it. And he would tell me, you're too much. You're too loud. Can't you sit still? Can't you be like your sisters? Why do you have to have so much energy? Can't you just be like them? And for decades, I heard that. And the message that I got was, you're not good enough the way you are. So I squashed myself and I tamped down who I really was for my dad, because if if my sisters were right and I was wrong, I had to be more like them. Well, I couldn't hold it down. There was nothing I could do to hold down who I really was. So it manifested as a spunky little brat. And I got into a lot of trouble and the tr- that trouble led me to a path that helped me understand that who I was was who I was. And I had to bring those gifts to the world. And that was my dad's opinion of me. I didn't have to believe it, didn't have to buy it, didn't have to live it, and didn't, didn't have to live my life thinking that I was too much. So I gave myself permission to be energetic and be talkative because that's who I was. And to be able to lift all those heavy veils allowed me to start to become who I was supposed to be, not what he thought I should be. And I always relate to this. I I secretly thank him for that. I've never, ever said to him, hey, thanks for treating me like crap as a kid. I secretly thank him for saying I wasn't enough because it forced me to find out where I was enough. Yeah. Well, you know, I can relate to this. I've always been a big personality with a lot of energy, you know, and, and people were like, 
can't you calm down? Can't you sit down? Can't, you know what I mean? But the thing is, is that I think what is great about this is that something in you said, I am more than this conversation that I'm hearing. Yep. I am more than this mindset over here that wants me to dampen my energy. I get to be me. I get to come here because I'm original. Yeah. <laughs> right. So did you, did you, did you, um, did you go into sales right from college? What happened? No, gosh, I was, I did some fitness stuff before that. I was a personal trainer. I, I, yeah, on and off, I've always done some business development, marketing sales, but it wasn't until I was in a corporate job 15, 18 years ago and I got laid off and I was selling franchises. And when I would sell a franchise, I would then have to go in and, and teach the franchise owners how to sell. And the day I got laid off, there was always in the back of my head, I said, someday, I think I'm going to be a business owner someday. And that someday was always, let me just go get another job because it's safe. But I got laid off in the worst economy when everything was tanking. And I decided to start a business in the worst economy. And I, I with no exit strategy, I was going full force into this. So I, I just started a business. I was mo mostly working with female business owners who love what they do, but they hate to sell. And I would teach them how to sell in a way that honors who they are, feels good to them, fits their personality, and show them that they could build their business just like I could. But they had to step into their sales conversations with strength and confidence. You can't just hope that sales fall in your lap. You actually have to do some activities to make that happen. But you also have to do it with confidence and grace and ease and joy and authenticity. Not crossing your fingers and hoping that something is going to happen. You actually have to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. So this opens up a really lovely can of worms here because so many women think selling is slimy and, and it, 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 it triggers within us. I'm going to say us, cause I'm in that, you know, I'm in the yep. world too. It triggers within us the insecurity of being judged and being rejected. And so, and so one of the things I love about what you teach is that you can have heart in selling. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about how you work with women who are afraid because that word sales makes them cringe. I see it, hear it, feel it every day. Women will say to me, I really love my business. I love what I do, but I hate to sell. And that's exact their words. I love what I do, but I hate to sell. And the reason why they hate to sell is because of the mindset they have around selling. They see selling as the way selling looked in the 80s and the 90s. And they think they have to show up and be pushy and aggressive. And they have to poke people in the chest and tell them how they feel. And they have to push their products on people. When in fact, it's the complete opposite. So they hang their hat on what it used to be. And they keep telling themselves, that same sad sales story of, I, I don't wanna be a pushy salesperson, but they never stop and ask themselves, okay, if I don't wanna be that, what do I wanna be? How do I wanna show up? And that's where it all starts. You get to decide when you get in front of someone who you wanna be, how you wanna be and how you wanna to talk to them. So the women who say, I don't wanna be that, I know that it's covered, their, their natural gifts and abilities are covered with 
fear. And until we can get chip away at that, they'll never be able to truly step into their sales conversations with that grace and ease and total authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the other thing I learned from you. It's like, you're not just selling something. You are selling your passion. You are selling your gifts. You are selling the service that will support that person in being better, more accomplished, more powerful. And that is, that is, um, that's something that was hard to learn and to accept Mm. because, because you get feedback where you're selling too much, you know, you know, so I, I really want to talk about that because if you are selling your passion and in service, then how could you be selling too much? That's right. How could you be wrong if you're coming from that place? And a lot of times women think that if they win and they win the business, then someone else loses. And it's not, it's nothing like that. It's a win-win. You get to help someone with your expertise. They pay you and it's an even exchange. I'm handing you money to help me with the problem I have. I'm buying your services because you're going to help my business. Not just today, could be for decades to come. And then who does that help? And who does that help? It's this beautiful ripple effect that goes out And if you think it's a win-lose, you're doing it wrong. You're selling wrong. If you think someone else has to lose and you get to win. Yeah. So if I were coming to you with a product that I think is the best thing that's ever been created, but I'm afraid to sell, what would you tell me? How, how would you guide me? Mm. Well, the first thing I would say, anytime someone is thinking, I'm afraid, I don't want to show up this way, their focus is on themselves. Every time you say, I don't want to be this, I don't want to do that, I hope I don't come across this way, it means you're ego-centered, not client-centered. Mm. If you really did want to come from that strong and confident place, you'd be thinking about the other person. You would say, what do I what do I need to do to have a warm and open and honest conversation with this person? How do I ask questions that uncover all of that? Get myself out of it. Stop thinking I, I, I and think about them, them, them. Ask questions. First, we can't sell anything to anyone without asking questions first. You have to uncover the needs first. You can't just walk up to someone, poke them in the chest and say, you need to buy this product because I think it's great. Nobody wants that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and, and I guess the other thing for me is, is like, um, there is a concept that you have to dump a money, a lot of money into this pocket to sell, right? you know, as opposed to, um, investing in in being of service to others in a way that fits your budget. So can we talk about that a little bit? Of course, you have to find out if somebody is qualified for your product or service, because Mm -hmm. sometimes people will show up and they need what you have. But if your product is $1,000 and they only have 10, it's not a fit. There's, There's a mismatch there. Then you have to guide them to something that that works for them. You don't keep trying to sell them because then you look like that pushy salesperson. You guide them to the step that they can afford at that point. And it might not be you right away. It could be a book. It could be a podcast that they listen to. 
but it's it's more about the fit for both parties. And you, I always say, you can't can't sell braces to, to a kid that has perfect teeth. If there's no need there, you can't sell something. But if it's right and it feels good and it's a natural fit, then you then you step into that conversation and you have no problem asking for the business if it's right. Yeah, well, so what you're talking about is the ideal client, the thing yes. that really fits your market. And I think I think sometimes we want to start selling before we get who is the ideal client and what problem am I solving? So right. I totally get that. And so you work with a lot of women in, yes. in business, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's the biggest challenge you see for women in business around opening up to selling from the soul? Oof. This this is a big conversation because it is taking on a skill that most people have resisted. It is learning a skill that everyone can learn. I say it's like anything. If you really want to learn how to play golf, you take take some lessons, you practice and you learn how to play golf. Same thing with sales. But so many women have that mindset that, oh, I'm just not cut out for that. And I, I call BS on that because we have these natural gifts to be able to sell, but we've got to go in there and find them. And I watch women today, smart, bright, beautiful, sharp women with a disease to please. They show up with this nice energy. They choose to be nice over being real. There's a big difference between nice energy where I'm gonna bend over backwards, I'll do what you need. I'm only here in service, it doesn't matter. I don't care if I lose and you win. And that kind of energy is actually the opposite of what people want. People don't want nice, they want real, they want authenticity. They want two people coming together to have a heart to heart conversation, not you being nice and making me feel like, oh, I wonder if she's being nice to me just to get the sale. Because that happens a lot. That energy is, is exchanged and then people will walk away and say, oh, I'm gonna think about it. But a lot of women think that the opposite of being nice is being mean. It's being a jerk. It's being rude or pushy or aggressive or poking those people in the chest. And let me tell you exactly what you need and feel. And it's not. The opposite of nice is authentic. And being nice keeps people from closing business because it's ego driven, right? Oh, I want to be nice. I want them to like me. And it's a trap. It is a trap. It doesn't help to move business. And a lot of women don't understand why am I not closing business? I'm being so nice. I'm having these great conversations. I'm giving people what they ask for. I'm doing proposals, but no one's getting back to me. Well, could be because you're being nice and not real. And boy, is there such a big difference in the energy that shows up when you're being real with someone, they can feel it. We all know, we've had those conversations, those heart to heart, heartfelt conversations where the person you're talking to gets you, wants to know you, but is being real with you. Yeah, because what you're talking about is transmission. If, if I'm trying to be a people pleaser, then I am transmitting something that is not me. Exactly. Uh, yep. Well, I, I want to talk personally to you. You okay. are a business owner, an entrepreneur, and a lot of women who are looking at this, you know, either are entrepreneurs or wanting to be entrepreneurs, wanting to step into their their world. How do you balance being a businesswoman and being a woman in the world and opening to relationships? I mean, how how do you create that synergy? 
Oh, I would have to go to the, the word that just dropped in is discipline. I have been a very disciplined person my whole life, disciplined and focused. And if I say I'm going to do something, I get it done. And in the past, I used to beat myself up and I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I realized the, the joy factor was missing. And, mm -hmm. and I build joy into my life every day. Every single day, I do something joyful. And this may, may sound a little strange, but... I only do, after the pandemic, I now only do the stuff in my business that I like. I hired everything else out. I figured out some things I was doing that every time I would sit down and do it, I'd get that feeling in my body of resistance of, this isn't good for you. This isn't worth your time. Somebody else loves to do this. Let them go do it. And there has been such a beautiful balance. And I feel like I, I, I go to work every day, and even though I'm home in my home office, but there's so much more freedom and flexibility because I gave away some of the stuff that doesn't bring me joy anymore. So I've been able to balance that out because joy was, I brought joy in and that was so important for me to make sure I always had. Well, so that leaves you time for your self-care, yes. for relationships, everything, because you've created that space. Yes, and I used to think that, and we hear this all the time, you have to work hard. You have to do what you need to do. You got to push, 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 force, force, force. You got to work a hundred hours a week. I did all that, but I was miserable in the process. When I first started my business, I did all that pushing because I thought that's what business owners do. I always had the picture of Martha Stewart in my head that you have to, you have to be like Martha Stewart. You got to push if you want to be successful. And I realized I was using all my masculine energy to build, but I wasn't using any feminine to rejuvenate myself. And now this beautiful balance, I know when to call each one in when I need it. Took me decades to get it. But once you get it, oh, I realize I'll never, I'll never build my business or anything without having that, the balance of both. I love it. I love it. Well, before I ask you the last question, which I ask every single guest, I want you to tell people how to find you, how to, how to access your services, because you're such a gift. They can go to my website, which is lizwenling.com or on Amazon. All my books are there if they want to start doing a little reading and also tons of videos on YouTube as well. Awesome. All right, ladies. So if you've got anything going on around sales, um, tap into Liz. She makes it easy and effortless for you to step into the fullness of your being. So this is the last question I ask everyone. This show is called Women Awakening. What is the one thing you think women need to know about awakening and its importance? I would say fire your mind and hire your heart and start living and breathing and owning everything you do from that space and tap into that inner knowing and that inner voice that knows exactly what you want, knows exactly where you want to do, but you got to fire the head because that's the first place we want to go. All that chatter in the head and not drop, and, and we refuse to drop down into our body where all the answers live. And I could speak from experience because I lived in my head for many, many decades. And who knew that little 12 inch journey was where everything would start working out for me because I tuned into that. Oh, I love that. Fire your mind and hire your heart. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's a quote. 
I'm just saying, Liz, I, I want to thank you for being here. And more importantly, I want to thank you for what you do in the world and how you create space for us to just step into to the realization that you cannot be in business if you aren't selling. That's right. Yeah. The truth. Thank you so much for having me. It's so wonderful to spend any amount of time with you. Absolutely. All right, ladies, we do these podcasts once a week. Every week, there's a woman that comes with juicy information and wisdom just for you. Here's what I want you to know. You're an original imprint. You're magnificent. You're powerful. You're dynamic. This is your time. I hope you will come back every week. I hope you will subscribe. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Amazon, YouTube. You can find us a lot of places, so there's no excuses. The important thing for you, though, is to step into your greatness because you are necessary and essential. You matter. See you next time. Bye.